which is taken from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 20. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. We give thanks for God's word. And we pray that Dan will be filled with the Holy Spirit as he brings a message from the Lord to us now. Jennifer, thanks so much. Morning, everyone. Really good to see you. And uh, big thanks yeah, for leading Jennifer. And thanks for the tech team doing a great job and the musicians again um, <clears throat> doing a fantastic job leading us in worship. Uh, well, you know, tomorrow's been described as Freedom Day. Um, <laughs> which is great, we love freedom, we believe in freedom, but you know, with more freedom comes more responsibility, doesn't it? And uh, we're all trying to weigh up what our responsibility might be with regards to COVID, but it's also the case with thinking about the climate, thinking about creation. Um, we, have, we come to this issue as free people, free sons and daughters of the living God, and yet we're called to have our responsibility and take that seriously now i want to say first of all <clears throat> jesus had the most criticism in his day for the pharisees the pharisees were the religious leaders and the elite uh, who thought they knew better than everyone else they thought they were better than they behaved better than anyone else now it's possible when you're thinking about the environment to be an eco pharisee um, you think well i'm more environmentally friendly than you what are you saying My, it's not working okay okay don't worry um, so I don't come to you today, I hope, as an eco-Pharisee, saying that I'm better looking after the environment than you are. Um, we don't want to come, and I don't want to lay a big guilt trip on everyone, uh, but we do want to think about our responsibility with regard to this issue. And, uh, do you know, when I was a kid, I used to love dot-to-dot drawings. Does anyone like those? I, I still, I remember that feeling. Yes, just one or two, you're saying. Uh, I remember that feeling. You think, oh, where's this going? And you start with the number one. Always start with number one, doing dot to dots, top tip. And then you, you follow the numbers round. It's good for counting, practice. And you go around and you think, wow, it's a puppy. Or whatever, you know. And, uh, you still love that sense of satisfaction. Now, I'm still a terrible drawer, right, kids? 
I'm the worst drawer in the family, but dot to dot, I enjoy. And uh, when you've done a dot to dot drawing, you've done it properly, you can see the picture, you can see the whole picture. Well, when it comes to the environment, thinking about the world we're living in, we need to do dot to dot. <laughs> we need to join up the dots. We need to think about, well, how does actually my behavior have an effect? How's this connected to that? And actually also with this passage that Jennifer's just read to us, we need to do dot to dot with this. And we need to start with Jesus. He's dot number one. <laughs> the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Who's the Son? The Son is Jesus. He's the firstborn. Now that people get caught up over that word. Does that mean if he was born, he's part of creation? Well, you just read the rest of the passage, you can see that that's not what it's saying. It's saying he's the first. He's got preeminence. Um, he's before all things so that he might have supremacy. He's before all things. Jesus comes first. Your first dot on your dot to dot picture is Jesus. If we start a dot to dot picture in the wrong place, you might not end up with a puppy. You know, you might end up with something else and it, you don't see the picture. And we need to start with Jesus. Now these words are astonishing. They're written just a few years really after Jesus of Nazareth walked on the earth. And he, you know, he was like you and I. He, he breathed, he walked, he talked, he slept, he ate, he had friends. And yet this passage is declaring him to be the very same Jesus who is the firstborn over all creation. In him, we're told here, God was pleased for all of his fullness to dwell. Now just get your head around that, that's incredible. A lot of people just said he was a man, but as he walked with his disciples and his friends, they saw bit by bit, maybe he's not just a man. And they saw glimpses that this was God dwelling in man. We need our mind blown. And this passage, I think, is a mind blower. You know, when someone says, oh, draw a picture, and you say, no, no, draw it. No, no, no. Make it bigger. Okay, cross that one up. No, no, no. Make it bigger. Cross that one up. Make it bigger. Bigger than you've even beyond your wildest dreams. That's what we need to do with our picture of Jesus. And that's what this passage tells us. He's the image of the invisible God. You want to know what God looks like? You know, often what we do is, well, well I, I, I want to know about God, so I'll, I'll read the Bible. I'll start right at the beginning. Start with Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the beginning. John's Gospel says, in the beginning was the Word. And that is Jesus. Start with him. And we're told in him all things were created. There's a phrase here, all things. And it comes five times in this passage. When we start the Dr. Dot picture with Jesus, we then... We, we, we start joining it and ultimately we end up joining to absolutely everything. Why? 
because he's connected to all things. All things were made for him. All made, things were made in him. All things were made through him. Now what does all things mean? It means all things. Do you know, in the 1980s onward, in this country, we saw a lot of privatization, didn't we? We saw privatization of industries. We saw the British Rail, you know, privatized. We saw lots of different spheres of, under Thatcher and beyond, getting privatized. We've also privatized our faith. And we say, well, you know, it's like, oh, it's just your personal faith. And these days, it's okay to have a faith, but just keep it very personal. Just between you and God. Now, it's really awesome to discover a personal faith. And my heart's prayer, my cry, is that each person in Pembury, each person here, everybody on watching online, that we discover personally that God loves us. As individuals, that is so key and so wonderful. But don't stop there. Because he's also the God of all things. He loves all things. Everything is created through him and by him. So that is from you know, the galaxies, solar system, highest mountain, smallest blade of grass. All things created by him. God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in Jesus. And God was pleased, as we thought earlier in those prayers at the start of the service, God was pleased with the earth that he's made. He loves it. He thinks it's great. He thinks you're great, by the way. He's pleased with what he's made. And we're told that when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for you and me as human beings. He died to reconcile all things to himself. There's a reconciling the whole of the earth. There's, there's more than just... Um, that personal relationship for human beings. It's for the... What happened when Jesus was on the lake and there was a storm? He shouted out peace to the storm, to the wind and the waves. And I believe through the cross, Jesus is also declaring peace, not just with human beings, but with all of creation. The most famous verse in the Bible is, For God so loved the world, Right? And we say, well, that means he loves me. Absolutely. But it also means he loves butterflies. <laughs> it also means he loves the giraffes, the hyenas, and so on. He loves this world. And sent Jesus to die, not just for human beings. I know it's hard to get ahead of us, but for the whole world. So what does all this mean? This means that this matters to God. This earth matters to God. You know, the Bible does not recognize a faith that is just purely spiritual. You know, we think of my spiritual life, my prayer life, my devotion, massively important, but God never sees us just as that. We're physical beings, and we live in a physical world. In Jennifer's prayers just a moment ago, she's talking about how we might recognize that we're, we're connected to all nature around us. We think of nature out there, but no, we're part of it. And we're connected to it all through Jesus. All things are connected to Jesus. And what does it also say here? Jesus is the head of the body, the church. 
And, and, and last time I looked, this is a church. We're a church. If you belong to Jesus, you're part of the church. So does that mean you're part of his body? You're connected to him. And if we're connected to him, that means we're also connected to all things around us. We need to have our minds blown. We need to have our vision widened. God is pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus. So when we think about climate change, we might think of the environment. Why does this matter? Because it matters to God. Because this is God's earth. Now, I'm not going to get into a debate about whether climate change is... is, is ha it's happening. It's, it's happening. You know, we sang football's coming home. I'm afraid climate change is coming home and it's already here. You know, just this week as we prayed, seeing extreme weather in Europe, flooding, people dying. Just a few weeks ago in Western Canada, massive heat wave, people dying. We're going to see this more and more frequently, again and again. Now you could say to me, Dan, I'm not, you know, you could be a green guy kind of person if you want. I'm not really a green person. Do you know what I want to say? We all care about this. We all care about this. You don't need to be an eco-warrior to care about this. Why? Because it's all connected. You might say, well, I'm more bothered about the poor of the world. I, I care about it. I'm more bothered about poverty. Thing is, climate change massively affects the poor. In 2016, there was Hurricane Matthew, caused real havoc in the southern states of America. But when it hit Haiti, I think it hit Haiti first, it just almost destroyed the whole country. Why? Because they're poor. They don't have the infrastructure to protect themselves from it. So it's an issue for the poor. If you care about the poor, you care about climate change. You say, well, I more care about the economy. Well, this is a massive economic issue. You know, wind, solar, energy, big booming area at the moment, actually. And fossil fuels, not so much. It's what you might say, well, I'm more bothered about education. But who do we educate? We educate the young people. Who care about this issue? Young people. <laughs> what you say, I, I care about health care. You know, that's my focus. <clears throat> I read a scary statistic from the World Health Organization. Seven million people die every year from air pollution. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Of one form or another, air pollution. COVID has killed about 4 million. Every year, 7 million are dying from air pollution. <clears throat> it's already here. And it's going to happen increasingly and increasingly. <clears throat> and it's caused by our behavior, in the last, especially the last 50 years. So what are we going to do about it? <laughs> God did not give us a spirit of fear. We can react to this and think, oh my goodness, I'm so scared. I'm scared for my children. I'm scared for my grandchildren. I'm scared for the future generation. And we're just terrified. God did not give us a spirit of fear. We could also say, well, I'm just so small. What I do, that's not going to make any difference. But I want to say, God did not give us a spirit of powerlessness either. What did God give us? He gave us a spirit of power. 
of love and of a sound mind. I believe we've got a sound mind, we're going to think about this thing. We've got to think this through. We've got to join the dots. And if we've got love for our neighbor in Haiti, all over the world, in Germany, we've got to care about this. And he's given us a spirit of power. You and I are not powerless. We've got the power to make a difference, both individually and as a church. We can say, well, it's up to the government. It's up to industries to make changes. It totally is. But it's also up to us as well. We can make a big difference on this issue. So we heard earlier from Steve and some lifestyle choices that he's made. I'm just going to mention a few. And I want to let you know that I've got a journey to make myself. But let me just throw a few out there. He mentioned his buying choice. What about clothes? Do we think about, you know, all the energy it takes to produce an item of clothing? Do we need that extra pair of shoes? You'll have my resignation in the morning because I know some people will have me me for, um, stream me up for that. But, you know, we need to think about these things. Or where did it come from? Uh, Steve says he's thought about his travel. You know, do I need, we've all thought under COVID, do we need to travel quite so much? Uh, Food, where does it come from? How much energy did it take to produce that food? Another one I heard the other day is our pension. If you've got a pension, where's the money invested? Is it invest, could be invested in green things or ethically sound things. Um, there's all sorts of choices that we can make. You know, do I have a whole lot of gadgets on standby in my house? Could I switch them off because I haven't used them for weeks? Now, I want to say I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty. Guilt's a rubbish motivator. And it's not who we are as God's free people. We're loved by God. But God wants to empower us to make good choices for his world. The fact is, we in the UK, if everybody lived like we do in the UK, if everybody across the whole planet lived like we do in the UK, you'd need three planet Earths to support our lifestyle. (laughs) We've got a lifestyle that we love and we've got accustomed to, but it's not sustainable. I'm talking to myself here. Okay, so please don't think I'm, you know, having a go. But we're going to have to make changes and serious changes. But it's doable. You know when you climb a mountain, do you think, oh, that's way too high, I can never get up there. Or do you say, do you know what, I'm going to do it, I'll just do it a step at a time. (laughs) Let's make changes step by step. Let's think, I could do this. It's about joining the dots. It's about recognizing that it is God's earth and that we are part of it. God is pleased to have his fullness dwell in Christ. And the amazing thing is, he's pleased to have his fullness dwell in us as well. Through Jesus, he's poured out his spirit so that we Bring the fullness of God wherever we go. And so as a church, can we be thinking, actually, we need to be at the forefront of this. Don't just leave it to Extinction Rebellion to talk about this. We need to talk about it too. 
I'm just going to do a little plea out. If anyone's thinking, yes, 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 this is on my heart, come and talk to me. Love to form a team. Love to look at this issue. We're going to watch a short video now. Uh, now, it's kind of addressed to church leaders, but I believe it's relevant to all of us. It's put together by some young people on the behalf of Tear Fund. It's only three minutes long. Dear leaders. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your commitment. With my generation. With my generation. The church makes such positive impacts in society. We make a difference. And that means we can make a difference to climate change. We are all part of God's perfect creation. So let's look after it. Let's look after it. Let's look after it. This is God's world we're looking after. We have a responsibility to look after the planet. That our God created so beautifully. God looked at his creation and he called it good. Personally, I can't help but feel guilty that we've mistreated and exploited it to such an extent that soon the damages will be irreversible. Please, please acknowledge that this is an issue. The church has such an important platform as an organisation within society to speak out. Listen to Jesus's call for us all to lose the bonds of injustice and be stewards of the earth. Climate change is going to affect us all. The poor people will be affected the most. Loving others and the poor is an important thing we are commanded to do. As part of this, we must act to protect the environment as this massively affects lots of lives. We need to be doing so much more. It's time for the church to stand up as an example. Talk about it more. Pray about it. Try and stay positive. And trust God. Make practical steps as a church and encourage the congregation to engage practically. Pray for the planet and help do everything you can to stop climate change. Be bold and don't shy away from preaching on important topics. Challenge our parents to more care less convenience. Step up. Step up. I haven't heard anything from you. We need to do something now. We have the opportunity and a God who is all powerful behind us. So why haven't we made a change yet? Climate change isn't a problem for yesterday and isn't a problem for tomorrow. It is a problem for right now and it needs to be addressed now. Being passive isn't an option. We need you to lead in this area. Let's start a movement to save God's creation. Please make changes and listen to us. Please listen to us because we want to change and are passionate about changing and reversing climate change. We want to help and we have good ideas. You need to give more opportunities to make a difference to climate change through the church. When the world looks back on the church in 200 years time, will they think that the church helped stop climate change or that it was part of the problem? Will they view the church as a positive part of society and as a catalyst of change or negative and outdated? I hope that churches join the political and environmental fight against climate change and speak passionately about the issue. For the sake of the planet and for future generations, not just for Christians, but for everybody. If we all try to help, we could really make a difference. Please, do something. It's important. And I'd like you to lead the way. But if you don't. If you don't. If you don't. You don't. Then we will. We will. We will. We will. We will.
you please stand? Lord, we thank you for your, your presence with us. I want to thank you for your favour. And we want to thank you for the freedom that you've won for us, Jesus, dying on the cross. I want to thank you that right now, Holy Spirit, you are here. And you delight in your people. You love your people. You love your body. Just ask that you'd speak to us now. You'd be inhabiting our praise. That you'd be um, connecting us with the head, with Jesus. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. That you don't condemn us. Thank you that you're calling us to be sons and daughters. enjoy your presence I want to thank you for each one of us that you've made us with breath in our lungs and voices to give you praise hallelujah I want to thank you for my brothers and sisters here each one of us created in your image and loved by you I want to thank you that you know every fiber of our being the hairs on our head you know and you love us you love us you love us you're a loving and compassionate god we praise you i want to praise you we praise you today we give you all the glory and honor today hallelujah awesome god but we also recognize that you are a god of justice a God who cares for the poor. You, your word says, happy are those who consider the poor. Lord, give us your beating heart, your heart of fire. Fire us up, Lord. Wake us up. Stir us up. Lord, to share your heart, your heart of love for neighbor. We bless you and praise you, God. Just want to give you free reign, Holy Spirit. Bless you, Lord, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Thank you for how you're speaking. Thank you for the miraculous ways that you call your people. Bless you, Father. Bless you, Son. Bless your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God.